All right, today we're going to do another Rags to Riches Secrets. The name of this podcast today is What is Russia's Endgame? The lens of, all right, looking through the lens of human psychology shows it's different than you think. Um, and part of the reason I think that this, uh, this podcast is important today is you've got, the big thing is we're trying to figure out what's the end game, what's the psychology, what are the things that are coming into play so that we understand it. And the reason I'm going to talk about sales, if you think about sales, it's all about influence. It's all about persuasion. It's all about having calculated methodologies to obtain and reach your end game. And if you understand that, then you can start playing into what does it mean on the end game in this theater of life that Russia is actually uh, going down this path. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the psychology so that you can see it and then you can draw your own conclusions. But I will show you the legitimate human tendencies that like when you typically do A, you get B. Like that's how these things work in sequence. And so as soon as I show it to you, you can make your own decisions on this. So this is what I'm going to do. All right. So I'm looking at Russia. I'm looking at their end game. We already know that Russia went and invaded Ukraine. Okay. So they've already made some steps. They took actionable plans. So here it is. It's coming into, and a lot of this you can see in this book, Persuasion. If you go look at the 25 Cognitive Biases by Charlie Munger, he will literally break down these, these like, it's woven into our human DNA. And as soon as I point it out, you're going to start seeing it, okay? So Russia, they've already taken and done this invasion. So the very first thing that's coming into play right here is now that they've gone down this path, they're going down a path of consistency. Nobody likes to be inconsistent. Watch politicians. Watch, watch them when they get up there. Like John Kerry said, like I used to do it. I voted for it before I voted against it. And then all of a sudden the media comes out and they crucify him. It's like, dude, you're not consistent. You're not consistent. You'll notice your kids do it. You'll notice everybody doing it. People struggle with people who are not consistent. And because of that, when you make yourself very public, it is hard to go back on something that you've already done. So now the mere fact that he did this invasion is going to cause him to want to be consistent. Okay. This is the psychology. So the next piece of psychology that's coming into play is deprival. He's already determined that he wants an end game. He already picked out the goal that he wants. For him to say, I will not reach my end game, I will not obtain my goal, means that he has to inside, internally, become satisfied that he will not reach his objective. If you think about it, when you set a goal and you are like 100% committed, you're willing to go all in, Is it's not easy for you to be willing to turn around and say, now I decided that that's not worth it. See what I'm saying? So that's right here is coming into play. These are all rules of human psychology. So the next one is over optimism. Does he believe that he can take Ukraine? He does. He would not have done this invasion had he not believed it. And he will remain in this over optimistic state, believing that he can obtain his goal. It's just the way people are. That's, that's how most of us get into business. That's how most of us take on projects. We think that we have a greater chance of obtaining our goal than, necessarily, than what we necessarily do. But because we do, we lean in. And because we want to be consistent, we push harder and harder to reach and obtain it. Okay? So there it is right there. Over-optimism. The next rule that comes into play is commitment. It is hard to shake free from when you've made a public commitment. Why do you think they'll say, hey, 
Take and make and declare your goals to the world. Hey, take and do this so that everybody knows. That way people come to you like, hey, man, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. But what happens is, is Russia has now gone off and committed resources, legitimate, bona fide money, blood in the streets being committed to going down his path. He has sunk lots of money into it. And because that's taken place, he is like, it is hard. Businesses die all the time. Like Kodak. Kodak was very, very happy with their printing business, even though they invented the digital camera. The business died because they were so committed to providing paper and film that they couldn't back up. Same thing we see with like Blockbuster. Blockbuster was so committed to their vision of uh, renting out a VHS tapes that they just couldn't come to grips with the idea of uh, like Netflix coming and, and bringing and streaming their stuff online. You see what I'm saying? That's the problem. Companies die every day because they can't, they can't break free from that commitment. So then the next one is pain avoidance. Right now, the whole world has already come out and did a declaration saying, dude, you did bad. Like, we think you ought to be, like, war crimes. You have done things against the world. You have killed innocent civilians. You have caused damage. And because of that, he does not want to get paddled. If you know your dad's coming after you with a stick, and he's about ready to thrash you because you did bad, like, how excited are you to be able to just roll over and say, okay, dad, you know what, I deserve that thing. Come over and give me a beating, right? Like, they don't do it. So he's not going to be enthusiastic about getting hit with a stick, okay? So now it slides off into to deprival. Like he doesn't, uh, I think I got that one in there twice. So anyway, he doesn't want to be deprived of his goal. The next one, it says he doesn't want pain. He, well, there's two of them right in here, and they're very closely linked. One is paid avoidance, so he doesn't want to suffer the pain, but he also doesn't want to get spanked by not obtaining his goal or by by committing atrocities against the world. So what happens is, is now as he's going down this path, he's actually sliding into the next piece of human, uh, human influence, which is a hating tendency. Like, because he now feels, he's so committed, he is now playing over and over and over like a record in his mind. I don't like those guys. I, don't, I hate those guys. And he, like, there's nothing lovely or charitable coming out of this dude right now. You see what I'm saying? And because of that, he is ingraining deeper and deeper into his head that he, like, he might even start believing that he's a victim and that the whole world is ganging up on him and the whole world doesn't recognize that he has a right to take over Ukraine, okay? And because of that, he becomes polarized and hates the world even more. See, and then this is going to lose, lead into... This is, where, this is where you're seeing the United States and the rest of the world. This is why they're tepid, okay? They're tepid because as these different layers are building on top of each other, it's sliding into this next one, which is to use it or lose it, okay? You already know that he has nuclear weapons. You already know that he actually poses a legitimate, bona fide threat into the world. And what they do not want, and this is why everybody is tepid, slow, and they don't want to do this is because... They don't want him to say, well, since I'm dead meat anyways, I'm like just going to light the world up. Like, I'm gone, you're gone. Um, because he, he will, he, rather than having the ability to do his crazy, ridiculous strike, he may just discover that he would rather use it 
before he has a chance to lose it. Then you'll see that this is coming into play. This is why everybody's kind of tepid to is they don't want to induce, not only use it or lose it, but they don't want to in, induce reciprocation. Okay. Like he doesn't, he, he did the very first slap. He did the very first thing. He does not want to get that back, but that is a tendency. This is human psychology at its basic. Like if somebody comes up to you and say, Hey, you look really nice today. You have the, you have the inborn desire to say, Hey, you too. And if somebody comes up and punches you in the face, you have the tendency to want to turn around and punch them back in the face. It's just the way it is. And this is where the United States and the world is trying to, like, everybody's rooting, okay, that Ukraine wins. But at the same time, they're trying to not put themselves in a, in a spot that is a, or as difficult as it is where the reciprocation comes into play, where the United States comes in, lights them up, right? They're like, dang, you guys just lit us up. And because you lit us up, we will strike back with even more force than what you've already brought to the table. That's what everybody's trying to, to avoid. Then you've got this next, this is the next piece that's coming into to play. It's the Lollapalooza tendency. What it is, is it's, it's like all of these human influences. As they come together, it's like having multiple fibers and then they weave themselves into a stronger and stronger and stronger position. Think about it. It's like, like when you take and you make a rope, you take ropes and you weave fiber after fiber after fiber into it because the collective whole is stronger than any single fiber. Or you see it with animals. Like if you, you take like a bowl, like two bowls or something, you take one and you say, okay, pull, like pull this a hand cart or whatever this wagon, okay? One bowl can pull maybe say 2,000 pounds, right? But then you bring two bowls together and instead of pulling 4,000 pounds, they pull 6,000 pounds because the weaving of them coming together actually makes it stronger. That is coming into play right here, right now. This is legit. Well, I, like, I'm not really happy about it, but I'm just telling you these are the fibers that are coming together. And then the last one that comes into play is stress. What happens is, think of it. What happens when you back a rat into a corner? When a rat is backed into the corner, his adrenaline kicks in, he starts getting crazy. He will start making crazy, desperate moves. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what we're trying to avoid. So now you know how the, the, the psychology or the way the human psychology, human influence is playing out in Russia's mind. Okay. Now step onto the, the United States side, the United States and the rest of the world. Okay. Very first one comes into play is reward. Why in the world? Would we reward Russia or Putin for going out and causing mass destruction like he did? It does not make sense. You do not reward such bad behavior. And because of that, that goes into the next psycho psychological weapon is, is Keynesian fairness. Because if we were to reward Putin for his very, very bad behavior, like it goes against our moral fiber. Like, how often do you see somebody get a pay raise? Maybe you don't. You're like, dude, that's not fair, right? And then you could become very disgruntled. Or you see things that happen in the world, and you're like, that's not fair. Now, we understand the world's not fair, but it doesn't change the fact that you do not feel it's fair. In fact, if the United States said, okay, Russia, you know what? That's okay. You could do that. That would mean other countries in the world could pull off some mad slaughter and do all kinds of stuff like genocide, and everybody would be okay with it. 
Well, they're not, okay? It's like it comes into fairness. And because of that, it comes into the third psychology that's playing in our minds, which is consistency. We, it is in our nature to be consistent with the intentions of being fair and not rewarding people when they should have been punished. You see what I'm saying? These things are coming together. So then number four, or the, the next one's coming in play. Number four is reciprocation. Like as they become more aggressive, as they start pursuing more, there, there's a tipping point where we're probably, us and other allies are going to start reciprocating. So one of the things that we're, things that we're doing right now, we're doing sanctions again. Like we have already declared war, war on them economically we've we've gone in and caused havoc on the stock market by not allowing things to be like their businesses can't trade like they're getting cut off from their banking they're getting cut off from their assets they're getting cut off like if it's not inside that country on the whole is getting cut off their their entire economy is getting wrecked see what i'm saying so now you got economy that goes into depression that's wrecked and now they're gonna have a hard time backing out of that so you've got this, this reciprocation. We're doing it, and like as it escalates, we might become more and more reciprocating in the sense that we go after it. So the next piece that comes into play is social proof. Okay, like for us and the rest of the world, like it you can't say you, it's hard to say that the United States would be okay showing. Like Russia, that's okay. We're, we're fine with that because that would be the wrong message to send in the world. Now you might say, Mike, I don't, do, I don't agree with that. We ought to just, just table all this, this stuff of human psychology. And I'll just say, like you could say table it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's woven into your DNA and it's the way you function and it's the way you believe. And it's coming to pass and you're watching it, okay? So number six, authority. Like you take United States, like United States is considered the leader of the world. Okay, like you can't, you, if you're a parent, you're a parent, you, like, and you have the authority and you have a child that's misbehaving, like, are you going to stand there like a pussy and not be able to work with your child, right? You don't, the child doesn't lead the parent. The parent is supposed to work with the child and help them, okay? And so there's this, this level of authority that comes into place. And so like you take, I, I've seen it at corporate America. I've seen like a boss comes out with a very stupid plan, pushes it out to everybody. And then I've seen people say, dude, I don't like that. I object. Like I worked at a place called Raytheon. This vice president pushed out a software and said, this is how we're going to book flights from now on. Well, it actually didn't help. It actually made it so that the secretary struggled more. And I watched my secretary friend send an email back and says, this is actually terrible. Because the dude was so committed to his, his outcome he, like, instead of actually taking the construct or construction criticism and then figuring out how to improve the software and saying, hey, thank you, I appreciate the feedback. Why don't you go here and let's talk about what's not right? Dude, he sent HR over to her and hit her with a stick, okay? Like, he didn't like that. And that's what happens when you take and you go up against somebody who believes that they actually have the authority to do this thing, okay? That's coming into play. Now, you've got the next element is psychological, it's reason. Like why would it be reasonable for the United States and the rest of the world to be satisfied with what is taking place in Russia and Ukraine, right? Psychologically, it makes no sense. Logically, you know it's not fair. And because you see all of that, what happens is, is it comes into the mind, the Lollapalooza effect. 
So you've got Russia with their culminating fibers being brought together, their rope getting thicker and thicker and stronger, the more committed they get going down their path, and us and the rest of the world becoming more and more committed as we go down that path. And so now the question is, what happens? What's the tipping point? What's the breaking point? So here's, here's number two. This is what, think about this and consider this. This is a game of chess. Now, what do you know about the game of chess? I use chess because it is very, very applicable. Everybody's doing strategic moves to figure out how to maneuver the board, okay? But here's what we know about the game of chess, okay? The system is rigged to keep the king alive. The king is the very last person to fall. It is rigged to keep the king alive, and the game does not end until the king is dead, okay? You've got Putin over here committed and what the united states and the rest of the world is is they're hoping that on the inside somebody will assassinate that guy and that the entire infrastructure inside russia falls apart okay that's that's the game that's what's being played out because until the king won't tell one of those kings dies probably gonna probably gonna just stay going he putin is too consistent he's got too many elements of human psychology working against him he's not going to wake up tomorrow and say dude i'm a saint i should have not done that he's not going to come out and do the apology because we would still have to go in and try him for war crimes okay like so now he's backed into a corner and so that's how it plays out it's the game of chess and so here's here's what here's my question for you okay this is this is what all of this culminates into since you now can see human psychology, you can now see how things are coming into play, how things are playing out. You now understand the game of chess, how this game is rigged, okay? So the third question is, are you prepared? That's the question. Are you prepared? Like I look at the stock market, the stock market doesn't think that this thing is going to be an issue, okay? They don't think that like things are going to get weird, and like in my mind, in my hope and my prayer is that they don't. My hope is that the Russia crumbles with it from the inside. And as a result, they take and turn on themselves and take out the people that are causing damage because the people in Russia are also suffering. Like you got Putin that's now putting down their own media, shutting down their own communications, now introducing martial law, now doing like he's turning into a tyrant against his own people that were supposed to be there loving him, right? Okay, it's, it, dude, it's messed up. He's getting backed and he's getting backed more and more into a corner. And so all I just asked the question is, is Russia is in a position to cause the world damage? And the main thing is, is are you prepared? This might be a different rags to riches experience, but why, like, why do I bring it up? Because half of, half of your journey from rags to riches is to you have to have a protective defensive side you have to understand like it's one thing to grow wealth it's another thing to protect and to preserve it and if you find yourself warren buffett said something like this he says you do not want to find yourself at the mercy of strangers in a crisis and so my question is is have you set aside reserves have you have you got food storage have you have you made necessary preparations so that you are ready because the time to get ready for the event is before the event occurs. Warren Buffett said, like uh, when Hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Katrina came in and knocked New Orleans off the map, 
And he said, look, the time to, to strengthen the levees was before the event happened. Like the time to be ready before this, this, this thing with Putin actually escalates and becomes worse is before the event happens. You need to be prepared and protect yourself. So like, let me ask you a question. Like what's the downside if you're ready? Okay, like I don't know that we can be fully ready. Okay, but let me ask you the question. What is the risk? What's the downside of being ready before it happens? Nothing, right? So if you bought too much food, cool, you got extra food. Okay, if you've done, if you've set aside your water storage, cool, you got water storage. If you've, like, I don't know what it's going to be. All I can just tell you is, is if you're not ready before the event, it's going to be very hard to be ready during the event, which is why I just say it's better to be prepared. It's better to protect your backside. So that is today's Rags of Riches. Take, go with it. Do your best. Be prepared. You now understand like the psychology that's coming into play so that you can make your own intelligent decisions to take care of you and your family. That is a wrap and I will talk to you later.